Everybody falls sometimes. Gotta find the strength to rise from the ashes and make a new beginning. Anyone can feel the ache. You think it's more than you can take, but you're stronger, stronger than you know. Don't you give up now? The sun will soon be shining. You gotta face the clouds to find the silver lining. I've seen dreams that move the mountains. Hope that doesn't ever end, even when the sky is falling. I've seen miracles just happen. Silent prayers get answered. Broken hearts become brand new. That's what faith can do. It doesn't matter what you've heard. Impossible is not a word. It's just a reason for someone not to try. Everybody's scared to death when they decide to take that step out on the water. It'll be all right. Life is so much more than what your eyes are seeing. You will find your way if you keep believing. I've seen dreams that move the mountains. Hope that doesn't ever end, even when the sky is falling. Broken hearts become brand new. That's what faith can do. Overcome the odds when you don't have a chance. And when the world says you can't, it'll tell you that you can. I've seen dreams that move. Sometimes you will have the strength to rise. If you have your Bible today, uh, we're going to continue our series on the Ten Commandments. Today we're on number five, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land. 
You know, the average uh, marriage in America lasts seven and a half years. Did you know that? That's the average. Now, if you've made it beyond seven and a half years, look over at your mate and say, congratulations. (laughs) Did you know that kids can now divorce their parents? Uh, That's uh, happening across our country. We have all kinds of weird things that are going on. We're trying to help families in this series on the Ten Commandments. There's a lot of uh, really basic things, fundamental things uh, in these verses. Today, this fifth commandment, honor your father and mother that you may live long in the land. There's no time limit or age limit on this. Did you notice that? You could be 80, be here today, if your parents are still alive. You should still honor them. You should still hold them up and revere them. Why did God give us this commandment? I think there's three reasons. Number one is uh, there are no perfect parents. Now, I know some of them are at 99.9, but uh, there's no perfect parents. All of us have weaknesses and faults. None of us have 100% perfect parents. There are many parents, sadly to say, across the land that are, that are really uh, not worthy of honor. They were abusive. They were manipulative. They were neglectful. What does God want me to do related to that and related to them? Am I supposed to just put on a happy face and ignore the pain and pretend that everything is great? No, you're not. God is telling you to honor the position, uh, not necessarily uh, the person in every regard. Uh, The position is very, very important. There are three sources of authority in life, the home, the church, and the government. Each of them has a different role that has been established by God. They are the basis for an orderly society. God wants you to honor the position of parenthood, regardless of the personality behind it. Number two, we want to respect for authority that begins at home. This is a critical lesson that every child must absolutely learn. It determines how well you're going to do in school, how well you're going to do in your job, and how well you're going to do in all the relationships that you have in your life. The child that grows up saying, nobody tells me what to do. They're going to have a hard time in life because all of us along the way get a job and somebody that's above us, over us, tells us what to do and we don't want to do it. But if we have learned the basic elements of responsibility from the home, for the authority that was there that carries over to the workplace, we do a lot better. 
God wants us to learn to respect authority. When you go, bo- go before a judge, you say, Your Honor. Now, that is not a value judgment on that person's character. He might be, she might be a jerk. Uh, you know, that it just can be that way. But uh, when you come before the judge, you say, Your Honor. You are showing respect for the position. God has placed your parents in positions of authority over you in your early ages to teach you respect. Number three, how I relate to my parents will affect every other relationship in my life. It is the forming factor in your life. Even as adults, sometimes uh, we act in ways that we really, why did I do that? We don't understand. Why did I do that? Why did I say that? It just seems like it just kind of came out of nowhere, but it didn't. Some of that comes out of things that you experienced when you were a child. Some of those uh, marriages have been ruined because the spouse has never resolved the relationship that they had with their parents, and they take it out on their wife or their husband or their kids. They will say things like, you know, you're just like my mom, or you're just like my dad, and that is not said in a complimentary manner. Surveys have been shown, have shown people who get along well with their parents have far less stress in their life. So today, How are we to honor our father and our mother? It depends on what stage of life that you're in. In each stage, you apply this commandment differently. As a child, I honor my parents by obeying and respecting them. Ephesians 6.1 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obeying means to do what they say willfully, pleasantly, and immediately. That's what it means. The Bible says that as long as you are under your parents' roof, that you are to obey them. As long as you are dependent on your parents for food, for insurance, for clothing, for food, They have the right to call the shots in your life. When you're out on your own, then different uh, things apply. Secondly, as a young person, we honor our parents by accepting and appreciating them. The older you get, the more you begin to see the faults of your parents. You start seeing their hang-ups. Someone has said... My parents have more hang-ups than the telephone company. (laughs) It's important that you accept them in spite of their weaknesses. Everybody has weaknesses. You may be asking, why is it important that I accept my parents? I didn't even have a choice in that. Well, I've got uh, bad news for you, if you're thinking that. You are stuck with them. That isn't going to change. That's the way that is. Uh, for your whole life. That is why acceptance is so vital. 
Now, acceptance does not mean pretending that everything is perfect. It doesn't mean ignoring their mistakes. It doesn't mean agreeing with all that they do to you. Acceptance means a couple of things. Realizing, number one, realizing that God used them to bring us into this world. Your parents may have been excellent. They they might have been just great parents, unbelievably good parents. Or they might have been mediocre. Or they might have been terrible, just terrible parents. But regardless of how they treated you growing up, the fact is they gave you something that no one else could give you. They gave you your life. You owe them your life regardless of their parenting skills. Number two, acceptance means listening to what they have to say. When you're out on your own, you don't have to do everything they say. You're not bound by their advice, obviously. You can disagree with them, though, without being disagreeable. You pay them the courtesy to listen to them. And you don't tune them out. That is acceptance. Thirdly, acceptance includes forgiveness. The fact of life is we often hurt those that we love the most. Sometimes we do it intentionally. Sometimes we do it unintentionally. If you live together for any length of time, you're going to hurt the people in your family. No question about that. Families must be built on forgiveness because people in families hurt each other. Some say, my parents did this, or my parents did that, and that's why I am such a big mess. Well, bitterness is self-destructive. It always hurts you more then it hurts the person that you're bitter against. And even today, if you're still hurting and being resentful over the things that your parents did to you in the past, you are still allowing them to control your life. That's not good. I am to accept my parents, not despise them, listen to what they say, and offer them forgiveness. The fact is, God gave you your parents for a purpose. For those of you that were mistreated, what does God want you to do? Does he want you to honor their sins? No, absolutely not. Does he want you to honor their weaknesses? No, he doesn't. Does he want you to honor the things that they did wrong to you? No, Does he want you to honor the way you were abused? No, of course not. He is telling you to accept the fact that God chose them to bring you into this world. He can take your hurt and he can turn it around and bring good out of it if you choose to live your life in the right way. You honor your parents when you forgive them for what they did wrong, and you focus in and emphasize what they did right. Emphasize the positive. It's easy to take uh, parents for granted. Some of you, as I've said, had super parents. It's easy to appreciate them, to be thankful to them. For others, it's a bit more difficult. 
I would suggest to you that there are at least two things that you can appreciate about your parents regardless of who they were. First, you can appreciate their effort. Parenting is difficult. It's demanding. It's an energy-draining job. It takes incredible energy just to corral kids, let alone uh, to teach them anything. Have you ever considered how much easier your parents' life would have been if they had not had you? (laughs) Second, you can appreciate their sacrifice. Parenting is expensive. The economics of this are staggering. I've read all kinds of different statistics on this. Let me give you what I think is is sort of an average uh, of that. Uh, The cost to raise a child to maturity today costs about $350,000. Someone has said a father is one who carries pictures where they used to carry their money. I heard that during the picture-taking sessions of the pictorial directory, one father said, well, why don't we take a picture that looks natural? My son can be here, and he can have his hands in my pockets. (laughs) When a couple chooses to have kids, they are choosing to do without some other things. We should appreciate that sacrifice. What could your parents have afforded if they had not spent the money on you? Proverbs 23:22 says, "When your mother's old, show her appreciation." Same, of course, is not in the verse, but the same goes for the men. You know, when your father's old, show him appreciation. You know there are four stages in a man's life. Number 1, when he believes in Santa Claus. Number two, when he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. Number three, when he is Santa Claus. And number four, when he looks like Santa Claus. As an adult, I honor my parents when they grow older by affirming them and not abandoning them. For many parents growing older, the older they get the less respect they have all of their affirming friends start to die off they are no longer wanted in the marketplace for their skills and for their wisdom their grown children of course are busy with their own families they begin to live lonely lives your parents have a need to know that they made some positive contributions in your life. They need your affirmation. How do you do that? Well, you affirm your parents by staying in touch with them. A card, a letter, a phone call, a visit. You, in doing that, are obeying this command to honor your father and your mother. And so I would encourage you to share with them the details of your life. Kind of keep them up to date on how it's going. I remember when uh, I told my parents I was going into the ministry, 
They said, are you going to be a Baptist? And I said, yes, I am. And they said, well, you know that won't fit in with our family. That's what they said. They said, why don't you be an Episcopalian? You'd fit in a lot better as an Episcopalian. Well, the Bible says that we are to value, to treasure, to hold in high esteem our aged parents. No matter what they say at some point, we're to show them deference and honor. All the flowers in the world at their funeral will do them absolutely no good. Those flowers are there for you, not for them. Well, years ago I worked at a funeral home, and I I saw this same thing many, many times. We would have a casket, the body would be in it, the casket would be open, it would be the visitation the night before, and some people would come in, and sometimes one would stay later. And sometimes I knew that this was the son or the daughter. And they would start talking to the casket. And they would start asking for forgiveness for this or for that. Or they would start saying this or that that was uh, not very nice. And I thought to myself, it's too late. It's too late for that. You know, you should have gotten that squared away before now. It's too late now. Too late. For what you're saying. The Bible says the way you treat older parents is a demonstration of your true faith. 1 Timothy 5.8 says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, particularly for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Now that is strong language. That is uh, saying it is a shameful tragedy on our society today where busy families are moving on and abandoning their parents to die alone. The Bible is very clear about this. When your parents, your grandparents are too old to take care of themselves, it is not the government's responsibility. It is yours. As time passes, the roles reverse. At one point in life, they fed you. They took care of you. As you grow older, of course, those roles are reversed. There may come a day when you need to feed them. God says that is a part of being a Christian. That may mean all kinds of different things. It may mean that you go to their house and visit and do some chores around the house. It may mean inviting them to your home for special occasions. It might mean hiring a nurse or a helper when they get old and frail. There are all kinds of applications for this. The point is, it's your responsibility. Many of you are already facing this issue. God tells us to honor our parents. It's interesting to me that when Jesus was on the cross dying for the sin of all mankind, one of the last things that he did was he made arrangements for someone to take care of his mother when she got older. Here's a word for parents. If you want to be honored, you must be honorable. 
Ephesians 6, 4 says, And now word to you parents. Don't keep scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Rather, bring them up with loving discipline. Paul's telling you not to drive your kids crazy. That's what he's saying. Don't be unpleasant. Try to make your child uh, like they want to be, not exactly like you. Notice that it says to bring them up in loving discipline. That is the key thing in rearing kids, loving discipline. Every child has to learn two things, that disobedience brings pain. It comes in a lot of different ways, but it it certainly comes. Secondly, they need to learn that obedience brings freedom. The more you obey, the more freedom you receive. As a Christian parent, the number one goal in life is to bring your children to faith. You want to make sure that all of the kids have come into the fold. You want to make that Priority number one in your life. For some of you here today, maybe that should be your goal for your grandkids or your great-grandkids. I want to close this morning by talking about two specific groups of people. These are unpleasant, but uh, I think we need to look at it. It's easy to honor your father and mother when they're godly, wonderful people, but some of you have had parents that hurt you deeply. Your life was honestly devastated by them. I want you to know that the Bible says there is a severe judgment for child abuse, mistreatment, neglect, molestation, and all of those kind of things. The scripture says anybody who offends one of these little ones, it is better that they had a millstone tied around their neck and to be thrown into the sea. So what does God expect me to do? How do I honor a parent that uh, was dishonorable to me? Let me tell you what he is not asking you to do. God is not asking you to gloss over it. God is not asking you to deny the pain. He is not asking you to repress it or to make excuses for your parents. God does not want you to fake it. He wants you to face it, and that's scary. It is the only way, however, to get through your pain. The truth is that in this sanctuary this morning, there are a lot of people who are still carrying around unfinished business with your parents. Just the thought of them brings pain uh, to your head, to your heart, It brings tears to your eyes. Just to think about it. You're wondering how in the world can I deal with this? Chances are you're venting your anger on wife, husband, kids. uh, Your friends. Because you haven't resolved something with your parents. It takes a courageous decision to make peace with your parents. But you must release that anger. Admit it. Don't hide it. It eventually must be discussed. It's a courageous thing to do when you say to your folks, listen, I want to honor the good things about you. I want to honor you as my parent. But there are some things that we need to talk about. 
that didn't go right when I was growing up. I know that's scary. And if there are wrongs to be made right, I ask you to do it while you still have the opportunity. Uh, Probably for most of you here today, your parents are gone. They're either in glory or in hell. They're gone. Uh, Maybe your parents won't listen to you. Well, I would encourage you to share your pain then with a mature Christian friend or with a Christian counselor. That's very important. Please get some kind of partial relief from those issues of your childhood. Only God knows the pain that you feel, but he does know, and he cares about you. Finally, there are some that were abandoned by their parents, maybe by one or by two, uh, maybe both of them left, and just, just left you. Psalms 27.10 says, Though my father and my mother may abandon me, the Lord will take care of me. Regardless of your circumstances, you have a loving heavenly father, and he is perfect, and he loves you unconditionally, and he will never leave you, and he will never abandon you. He wants you in his family. This morning, uh, I hope these words have been helpful. If there are folks here in the house today that, uh, for whatever reason, have never trusted and believed in Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to invite you to do that today. Uh, There are some things that we can learn that will help us grow in our Christian walk, and and as we learn those things as a part of the family of God, it's a a good, good, good uh, result. For us and for everybody else, for the church, for the community, in every direction, it's good. Today, maybe some of you ought to come and join with the church and be a part of the family of God. I pray that if the Lord is leading you, you would come. I'll be standing right down here at the front waiting on you to make that decision that would honor Christ. Let's stand and sing together.